Hello, welcome to Tweet to Lead a New Podcast, where we chat about realistic leadership theories. On today's podcast, today's next few series, I would say, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, inviting black, successful women, women who are doing amazing things in community. I would like to acknowledge that we are live in the Discovery Center, and I'm so happy that we have the opportunity to use this amazing space. So if you have to, if you hear some noise in the background, uh, it might be kids, it's here today, um, visiting different exhibitions, and we're so happy to be in this space. Today, um, like mentioned, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship, and I'm so happy to have the amazing Tia Offshore um, back with us. We interviewed Tia a while back um, in our episodes talking about her story and why um, this brings us such a unique initiative. And Tia brings so much energy and vibrantness to where we're going in society. Tia, welcome to Tweet the Leader in You. How are you? Listen, I am good. I woke up this morning. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, it's, it's so good to have you here today, Tia, and, and talking about entrepreneurship. And we are going to be interviewing four amazing black women. And yes, I'm so yes, happy yes. that you have, I, I, I reached out to you and I said, like, Tia, I need some, uh, some amazing four women that will bring some successful um, stories and also bring their, their part of what they're going to bring to the, this part of community. And I'm so happy that you decide to to let us know. But today we want to learn more about the initiative. And so I'm going to allow Josh to start us off with some of the questions. That yeah. Um, so the, one of the first questions we have is just maybe introduce yourself to the people and about your business. Well, those who don't know me, uh, I am Tia Upshaw and I am the CEO and founder of Black Women in Excellence, also known as BWIE. We're located out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm a mother of three and I'm a serial entrepreneur currently uh, running three businesses. Wow, that's really amazing. Three, <laughs> like, wow. three, Seems like a lot of work. three businesses. Yes, and, and you're you're a mother, um, someone that's continuing to. And you, you told your story in our, in our next in our last few episodes, and you told like how you pushed and and, and, and was hard um, to continue to connect. And so I, I want to ask you, what is really unique about these um, businesses that you bring to community? What is unique about them? Well, I wouldn't say they're unique. Um, you know, my first business, which is my baby, who took me, you know, out of, on the brink of homelessness, who took me out of, you know, the, as people would say, the gutter, um, is a cleaning company. It's not fabulous, it's not glamorous, it's literally a cleaning company. And I started that company in 2013, you know, scrubbing toilets and, you know, knocking at people's door, doing cleans for $50, it took six hours. So it's not glamorous. Yeah. Um, my second one will be coming to an end because of new regulations, uh, which is an air and air, air Airbnb business. Yeah. And I've done that for six years. And um, for anybody who's from Halifax knows that the regulations are coming down September 2023. Yeah. Um, and my third baby, she is my baby because I love makeup. Um, I developed a vegan lipstick line for uh, black women. Oh, wow. So those are my three entities and I love each and every one of them the same. And um, I wouldn't change anything about it. Wow, that's really amazing. Thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, so I guess you already kind of touched on it, but maybe your story is why you wanted to come, become an entrepreneur, but maybe touch on that more, like why you wanted to get into this space. Uh, to be quite honest, it wasn't a want. It was my only way out. Oh, it was my only option. Um, for me, having a criminal record, conflict with the law, um, the lack of literacy and education to be able to maneuver around the employment sector, it wasn't 
it wasn't a part of my life. It wasn't something that I thought or I knew I could do. Right. Um, my option was, well, girl, like, you love cleaning. Traditionally, black women, we clean real good. Um, so why don't, why don't I try that and see what happens? Now, I will say I did work uh, for newspapers. So I was flipping newspapers every night for about 18 months, um, back shift with my five-year-old at a time in the back seat. Um, so I did work. I just, it wasn't a form of employment that there would be longevity. That, it's not something that you want to make a career out of. Was that self-motivated or did you have someone that kind of led you into that? Oh no, it wasn't even, I wouldn't say self-motivated, it was financially motivated. Uh, it was either I deliver newspapers or girl, you ain't going to be able to live in this one bedroom no more with these three children. Um, you know, I was food banking, I was back on, you know, social assistance and, you know, it was, it was a lot, it was, it was hard. So it wasn't self-motivated, it was financially motivated that I had to do something. You had a criminal record, um, the newspapers are not going to ask for a criminal record check. No. And if you don't got child care, guess what? Your two oldest are legally just able to stay home by themselves at night sleeping and you just bring that five-year-old in the back seat. The newspapers don't care about that. So it was a win-win for me. Yeah, wow, that, that's really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing You're that. welcome. You know, Tia, um, over the past few years, I know that entrepreneurship is actually something that's not easy to do. And I know over the years, you progressed to become so successful. Um, how has the changes in your journey been? Um, share about that, those, a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, I just did it because I had to do it. Yeah. Honest to God, um, I did love my cleaning company. Like I did love cleaning, yeah. um, but the journey has been up and down. It, there's been times I want to close down a business or all businesses. There's been times that I loved it and I couldn't wait to go to the next client or do a new marketing campaign or you know do some type of promotion. Um, but when it comes to like the journey itself, as an entrepreneur, being a black woman. Um, you know, with the kind of past I have, it's really hard to kind of overstep it and have people tend to forget about that and concentrate what I'm doing in the now. Um, so the journey has been quite tough, um, but when you bring it to me, yeah. I go even harder. Um, entrepreneurship, I didn't even know what that term meant in 2013. I, had, I was a cleaner. Right. I did not know what entrepreneur meant, entrepreneurship. I just I was a cleaner with a hustle. Yeah. And now, like, you know, I'm really proud to say I'm an entrepreneur. I even say I'm a serial entrepreneur because, you know, I, I keep taking on businesses and I keep, you know, scaling them and expanding them and giving uh, job opportunities. I have 13 employees through my cleaning company. Um, so I'm able to offer that. I've never paid minimum wage. Wow. Even when I started because That's I knew. Amazing. It's huge. Yeah. I knew how tough it is to clean. And, you know, even back then in 2013 to 2016, I was paying $19 an hour. Um, currently we're at $22.50, but some of the ladies are going up to $25 come this summer. Um, so it, for me, it makes me feel real good to be an entrepreneur in the communities and people get to understand what entrepreneurship is. It's very powerful. It, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah, that, that's really a good connection to um, showing your, your, your vision to, to see people's worth and also see their value. And oh, absolutely. And give them a chance. So one thing I will note with my cleaning company, my premiums are high with my insurance, of course, but I really concentrate on the you know, marginalized, underrepresented communities, women that have, are transitioning from you know, the correctional facilities who are having issues with um, you know, mental health, addictions, and all that stuff. I will bring them on. Like I will work with them because a lot of places won't. And I feel that you shouldn't have to be pushed into a direction 
when you're transitioning back to society because that's what your parole officer says. So I want to give them options. And through working with me, you know, I always tell them this should not be your longevity. You don't want to make a career working for top-notch cleaners. No, no. So let's start talking about what, what is your passion? Yeah. What can I do to support you on your next leg out? I really like that. And that yeah. kind of leads into our next question is like, for those people in that community or any person that's listening, how do you, for someone who wants to start their own business or has an interest in entrepreneurship, how do you, like what's a message to them on what they should do to get into it or you know, uh, some tips? I don't like giving tips because I'm not a tip person. Like I always tell people, don't follow what I do, what I say. Because um, you do your own, your own league. Yeah. You create a whole, it's, I tea, do. it's tea this way, basically. It's just tea road, yeah, and yeah, I go yeah. down it, and I'm a risk. And it works for some, too. It, works it does. Some, yeah. And it works for me, and it works for some, but I do take risks. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people around me will tell you I do take risks. Um, my fiance will tell you, like, Lord, father, she takes risks. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I would say the first thing to do, if you want to start a business, is start a business. Yeah. Don't wait till next year, don't wait till next week, don't wait till tomorrow, get up and do something at the direction of your business. Right. Just start it. Um, once you figure what, what you wanna do, what your passion is, um, go with it. Start you know, moving in circles that are like-minded individuals like yourself. Build up your own team, your own network. Um, start educating yourself on the financial literacy part of businesses. Mm -hmm. Terminology is really important. Um, make those important connections and get on the social media. I know people are like, oh, I'm an introvert. Listen, you can be an introvert, but you have to get on social media. That's where the platform's at now, where the, the next generation who has that baller money is going to pay you to do this. That's where you're going to find them. You're not going to find baby boomers and, you know, mature individuals. I, I don't call them seniors or anything like that. I call them mature or seasoned individuals on these platforms. Right. So get out there and uh, just don't wait. Don't wait. And you know, one thing I do say to a lot of the women who haven't done what they want to do thus far, and I'm like, imagine if you would have done it last year. This time last year, where would you have been? Two steps forward, 10 steps forward, who knows, but you wouldn't be where you were at last year if you would have started last year today. Yeah, you don't know until you start. You don't know so. until you know, yeah. absolutely. You don't know until you know. That's, yeah. that's something that, um, inspires me every day is like you have to take those bold steps because you wouldn't know um, listening to people if you listen to people and, and listen to the noise in the market you would not get anywhere no you won't you won't you, get anywhere they'll you, do things to yeah. make sure that you stay below, yeah, right yeah um that's one actually one tip i will say mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do not concentrate following on your competitors don't follow your competitors Ooh. and what they're doing mm -hmm. do not do that yeah don't worry about what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong and you'll learn from that yeah. i find a lot of people watch what you know most social media will say these competitors are doing yeah. that's all for fluff yeah. that's all marketing yeah. that's not tr like traditionally or necessarily true so don't watch your competitors too much too often yeah yeah not watching your competitors but actually putting it in your yes, own absolutely. perspective is really important um, speaking about just insp inspiration um, I know that you have so, so much drive and so much energy to continue to connect with people who, who inspired you um, as a role model, um, I, you, I know you may have different uh, or lots of role models in your life. Um, yeah. 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 I do have them now. I will say that because I'm very open and honest about that. Um, growing up, my community there was none. 
Yeah. Uh, my grandmother, you know, she raised me, powerful, you know, black woman. Mm -hmm. um, she took her care of the community. But even then, I didn't understand what she was doing because I was about the street life. Yeah. I was all about the street life, fast money, let's get the next dollar, let me be up in this club. Like, I didn't care what she was doing for the communities. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to do me. So even though, you know, she's gone and passed now, and now in my 40s, I understand what she was doing. She was leaving a legacy behind her community. And, um, you know, I just started understanding and realizing what mentorship was, what mentee is, a coach, and you know, individuals who are trying to uplift me. So basically in the last probably five years, I've actually understood who has been there. Yeah. Um, I will say Anne Devine has a, a big part of oh, where I'm at now. Yeah. Um, Bernadette Hamilton-Reed, yeah. uh, Misty Searle, um, Sylvia Paris, yeah. oh my God, Jessica Bowden. Yeah. Like these are strong black women that you know, 20 years ago, they probably wouldn't have sit around me. They wouldn't associate themselves around me. Yeah. Um, but today, we can sit down and talk. We can go to eat. We go for lunch. It's like it's a different type of thing. So those are type of women and environments that you want to surround yourself with, yeah. who will continue to uplift you and let you know when you're wrong. Yep. Because some of them will let me know real quick Put you when I'm wrong. You know, sister, sister, yeah. sister, I yeah. love you, but, but you need to get it together. Yeah, yeah, Those yeah. who you want to be around. They're not yeah. yes. They're not yes colleagues. They're not yes mentors. Right. They're not yes friends. Mm. Not yes mentors, not yes friends, but they're mentors they who are. will continue to strive and see your worth and yeah. see what you're going. I, I like that. That's really, really you know they they're, they're them women yeah I I and I know you know recently I had a comment that you know I surround myself with aunties yeah. and I would like to say I absolutely do yeah. these aunties are an epitome of our community these aunties have been where I was at yeah. uh, maybe not in the, in the criminal aspect of it but they were young black women yeah. and they were looking for mentors they couldn't find yeah. but now they're able to give back to someone like me yeah. I'm gonna keep my aunties all around me Woo! that's right. Keep them, keep them. See, we're going to shift a little bit here. Yeah. Obviously, in terms of businesses, the customers are important, right? Yes. Um, so, in your opinion, how do you build and sustain that customer, you know, foundation, like yes. your customers? Um, it's very difficult. Some people say it's easy, and it's really not. If you have a product or a service that comes out and it's like, you know, a trend or a hit, you're going to go. But then you're talking about sustainability mm -hmm. and retention. Um, those things are very difficult. And when you're in business for a while, you start to lose focus on that. Because I previously did about a year ago um, with my cleaning company. I was just like fed up with the customer service and you know, fed up with customer complaints. Since the pandemic, it's been very difficult to get that relationship back. And um, I had to like say, it ain't their problem, it's your problem, T, it's your company. If you want to let your company go, then let it go. But if not, you have to get your ass back in the game, concentrate on customer service, concentrate in on building a retention plan. Because I had a retention plan. My retention was 57% pre-COVID. COVID. I have, still to this day, I have clients I started with the first week of my cleaning company. Still, they're with me. Um, a lot of them are in the same rooms as me now. At the business awards for the chamber back in January, one of the women, um, she was there. She was there, and I'm just like, oh my God, she said, it's just, you know, it's amazing. I mean, the comment wasn't so nice, but I know what she was trying to say. She was like, oh my God, it's so amazing to see you go from my cleaner to business leader of the year nominee. So it was kind of like, you know, she could have said it a little bit different, but I knew what she was saying, because you would never look at me in 2013 as being in that category, right? So you really have to take 
and, and make a strategic plan around developing um, retention, around developing sustainability, um, viability of your business. If not, um, you, you can get customers all the time. I can get customers, say, if I just call someone and say I'm, I'm promoting something. I don't want a one-off. I want to charge you less and see you more than charge you more and see you less. So you have to have a strategic plan for that. Right. And of course, that's different in every business. Every it? business is different, yeah. But I believe that customer care and customer service are the same. Um, and they are an epitome of being able to scale your business. Um, I scaled mine really fast where I didn't even know what, what scaling meant. I just kept saying I've got more money in the bank. I didn't know what profitability meant back then. I just had more money in the bank, more clients. So I was able to scale my cleaning company quite fast and bring it on people quite quickly. Sometimes it's a good thing. It's not, for me, it wasn't a good thing because I had no education background on HR, how to deal with contractors versus employees. So there's a lot that goes with scaling your business. It sounds great, but you have to be ready for it. You have to have a strategic plan to be ready for that. Wow. That readiness is really, in preparation, is really important. It um, is. It, it's so necessary because if you don't prepare for what's um, for the worst or for the good, um, you wouldn't know um, if you don't have that, that, those type of um, foundation parts um, in place. And I'm glad you mentioned for the worst. Yeah. Um, you know, one part of both starting a business, I forgot to say earlier, is I know people hear me all the time talk about business plan, right. financial projections, marketing strategies. Um, your exit strategy is a part of your business plan. So when you have that non-good and you need to come out of your business or you want to liquidate or you want to sell it mm -hmm. or you want to do a legacy succession plan to your family or your children, that exit plan strategy should have been in place when you did your business plan for those moments yeah. to go back to. Totally. Totally agree. Tia, in the midst of all this, I know that sometimes we, we bring our, ourselves, we bring all of ourselves, and we bring everything that we are and who we are and whose we are. But we have to take care of ourselves as well. We have to have that work-life balance, and we have to, to connect with ourselves um, and put us in a perspective where we're, where, where we're gauging our energy and we're, and we're bringing that healthy mind mindfulness. How are you balancing it all to, to protect your mental health and to bring it all into work-life balance? Yeah. Um, I haven't mastered that yet. I wish mm -hmm. I had. Um, I wish I knew where I was going with that. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I've always been free-spirited, so I've always done whatever I want to do. Yeah. So it's not like I've been working since I was 18. Yeah. Um, yes, I've been a mother since I was 14, um, but I've lived my life. Like, I mean, I lived my life, you guys. Um, so now where I'm at, um, I know mental health and I know um, self-care is important. But for me, some days I feel like, literally I'll say this term a lot, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Because I have so much that I need to accomplish as a woman, mm -hmm. as a mother, as a, a leader in the community that I haven't mastered that skill. Um, and I'm glad you asked it because I was in Jamaica just two weeks ago. And if anybody's on my Instagram, they would have seen I did a live. I'm at the beach, you guys. Like, literally at the beach with my fiance. Literally drinking, having a good time. There was good music. And I actually went on a live because I felt like I was letting people down here in Canada. I was like, I don't know if anybody else feels this, but like, I feel like I, I can't even have fun here with a man I haven't seen in months 
who I'm about to marry, I'm worrying about the women here and my emails and who's trying to reach me and who needs me to help with, you know, a, a credit application for commercial banking. Like, it was a whole situation. Mm. Now, keep in mind, by day four, I was good to go. Mm. But the first two days was hard because there's so much work that needs to be done. So I haven't mastered it. Um, I do take naps, though, every day. I won't be able to do it today because I'm here. I will take a nap from 12 until 1.30. Mm -hmm. I've been doing that for probably about 15 years. That's good. That's so good. I do do that. Lost your body a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to say that my nails and my pedicures and my hair and all this stuff is a part of self-care, but to me, that keeps me happy and motivated. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I haven't mastered that, so I can't wait to see what other women say about that piece um, because I would love to learn of how to like really properly take care of Tia because if I don't fill my cup, I cannot fill yours. Hey, I, I love that. Yeah. I it's love definitely that. different for everybody. And you kind it of, is. You learn as you, you go. So yeah. we've had a really good conversation here. So we'll have one more question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of your businesses, where do you want to go next? And what's kind of like maybe a quote or a, a saying that you live by? Well, I'll do the quote last. I always end everything with that. Um, now, with regards to Tia and her businesses, um, my cleaning company, I do want to pass it over to my daughter in the next five years. So I am entertaining my access strategy and my succession plan to her. She's my oldest daughter. She's 24. Um, she's been running my cleaning company for years now. Um, so I outgrew my cleaning company, and I'm hoping that she takes it to a different level from a youthful point of view. What's innovated now in the cleaning company industry? Um, Airbnb, well, I'm just going to go over to the um, a student living type of side, affordable housing, try to figure out how I can work with um, the government on that, try to figure that part out. Um, but I am going to um, capitalize this summer as I can before we close down um, on that. Lipstick line, it's, on, it's online sales. So that's just going to do, it's going to do its own thing. Now for, you know, Black Women Excellence, um, I didn't think this year I would be able to say that we work nationally, but we are in the realm of becoming a national organization. I have so many partnerships in Ontario, um, Kelowna, BC, Victoria, um, Montreal, like uh, we are spreading our wings. I work with women who are through my cohorts from all over Canada. So that's going to be international. We're going to keep bringing the smoke. I will keep bringing the smoke and still have those awkward conversations about diversity, equity, and inclusion and what that truly looks like. Um, not checking the box. Um, I am big this year on no longer taking applications for allies. I'm only taking applications for accomplices. Ooh. I'm only taking applications mm. for accomplices. Mm. Um, so that's another realm we're touching on. And uh, for me personally, I never thought I would be getting paid to stand on stages to speak about you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion and what it looks like in the black community or entrepreneurship or even being fundamentally myself. Like, I, this is where I'm at now. So my realm is a lot of public speaking um, and educating people and uh, making them aware of wherever you're at today doesn't mean you're going to be there tomorrow. Right. You can recreate yourself for yourself. Right. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm doing a lot of, a lot of soul searching. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, I probably do about probably anywhere from 12 to 15 guest speaking engagements a month at this point. Um, so I'm going to take it to another level and, uh, you know, kind of capitalize on that. And, of course, most of that money is going to go right back into the organization because it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, and lastly but not least, my favorite quote I say every single day, it is, it's a beautiful day to be a black woman. Mm. I say it every day. I say it every day. I say it all the time. I say it to my daughters. Yeah. It is a beautiful day to be a black woman. Uh, Tia Opcha, CEO, fire starter, hustler, 
how can I, how, how can I else describe you as a, a true gem? It's such a privilege to have you, Josh and I. Um, it's always good to um, talk or talk to you. Um, and we look forward to um, the next um, conversations we'll have with you. Um, listening audience, it's always good to bring on fire starters. And I hope that you will continue to be the fire starter in your life, um, that you will continue not to give up. Do not follow your competition, your competitors, but continue to strive for excellence in your business. Um, it's been good to have UT again, and we'll see everyone at the next episode.